passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins on the other side of the microphone and... Evan, it's like so many different things we could talk about. I, I really thought we were going to be able to break down the uh, preseason Big Ten basketball stuff. But now all of a sudden, falling into our lap, I guess this topic, and we'll just deep dive right into this, is Mel Tucker. And is he staying at Michigan State? Is he going to LSU? You're seeing his name keeps popping up. Uh, just recently, Paul Feinbaum, Heather Dennich of ESPN, and the SEC Network of Paul Feinbaum are saying that uh, he's hearing that Tucker's going to be offered the job. And Feinbaum's saying he's going to take it. I don't know what Dennis is saying. But um, that's been the million-dollar question. Now, the unfortunate part is MSU's on a bye week. And they had already scheduled that there was going to be no press conferences during this week. So it's not like they're ducking this situation. It's just unfortunate timing. Now, should Tucker come out and let everybody know what he's doing? Some say, yeah. I mean, I if it were me, I would just end this thing real quickly and just say, yeah, guys, appreciate it. Not interested. Question about that. He's already done that with Michigan State before. So can we take the man for his word if he did come out and say that? I think you can because the situations were different. And I talked about this with Jim Costa. You can't do lazy thinking here and just say, oh, well, he did it there. Look at the circumstances. MSU came in and almost tripled his salary from Colorado. That's one. Two, they came in and they gave him a coaching pool of money that was far greater than what Colorado was giving him so that he could pay his assistant coaches. So the first time around, he said no. MSU came back with a better offer. And that's when he said yes. So I say that he's sitting at almost $6 million a year. Nick Saban, I think, is around a little over nine. So unless they're coming in with Nick Saban money, how much is LSU going to throw at him? Because they're like, oh, LSU has the money. Well, Michigan State has the money. Plus, Michigan State has two billionaires who are throwing money left and right into the athletic department in, in uh, Ishbia. And um, um, Dan Gilbert. Dan Gilbert. So, yeah, you you got money, you got support, and it really just kind of boils down to what is it that Tucker wants to do? Does he want to go to LSU? The problem with going to LSU is you just fired your coach who won your title less than two years ago. So where's your stability? 
You well, look at your schedule every year, and there's Alabama, there's Ole Miss, there's uh, you know Georgia and Auburn, four weeks in a row. Good luck, because they've already proven it. And LSU, you can't split or go one and three. You're going to be fired. Yeah, th- this is a fun topic for me. I'm going to start it off right by saying I don't believe he's going to go anywhere, but I love playing devil's advocate, so I-, I like throwing the other side out. And, okay, so right now Nick Saban is the highest-paid coach in college football with $9.7 million a year. Number two was at Ogeron at $9 million. Okay, so currently Mel Tucker's the 13th highest-paid coach in college football behind the likes of you name him. You know, Pat Fitzgerald makes more than him. Ryan Day makes more than him in the Big Ten, and that is it, right? And so you, you talk about LSU and go in there, and <sighs> afraid of losing is a bad term because I don't think any coach is afraid of losing because they all have b- egos that are kind of hard to fit in a room. And But at the same time, don't you almost wish – more college programs would work the way that LSU just did? No, because you need time to build. Because if, if you did that, then you wouldn't have certain teams. I mean, it takes some time. Sure. I mean, you look at Nick Saban when he first got to Alabama. He didn't light the world on fire, but Alabama stuck with him. If I go to LSU, I mean, it, it's one of those, you, you got to do what Dan Campbell did for, for the Lions. You have to pay me a guaranteed salary because – I know that I'm dealing with some crazy people. It's Evan, it's like dating that crazy chick that you've known and heard stories. Oh, she cuts up her boyfriend's clothing and sets them on fire. And now you're dating her. And so you got to know, I can't leave a bunch of clothes at her house because eventually she's going to burn my stuff too. You must have been reading the New York Post because there was an Instagram model that just stabbed her boyfriend. <laughs> oh, but I'm just... <laughs> um, but, okay, so... so the only difference I think with this is Ogeron wasn't only fired because of his poor coaching performance. It sounds like there was a lot going around with that program. Okay, but here's the thing. When you're winning, no one cares. Well, obviously. When, when you are winning, you could have your your side piece at the practice. And their kids being quarterbacks. Right. They'll, they'll, take, <laughs> they'll take your side piece's kids to the, to the movies during the practice. It doesn't matter. When you're winning... Man, people are put up with all types of stuff. But when you're losing, all those little things add up. And it's like, oh, I mean, I always go back to Brady Hoke. When he first got to Michigan, no one cared that he didn't wear headsets. Oh, that's why does he need to wear headsets? But then when he started losing, what would you hear? Oh, he doesn't even wear headsets. He doesn't know what's going on in the game. He's not engaged. So, yeah, when you're winning, people overlook a lot of different things. For Tucker, it it, it really boils down to – if he took the job, does he have full support of the boosters and the administration? Because, let's face it, he's going to be going into the deep south. He's going to be a black man in deep south. You want to talk about the deep waters. That's uh, it. Right, right there. yeah. You talk, I mean, Ask Charlie Strong how that worked out at Texas. He got a quick hook because not everybody bought in, and not everybody bought in because of his coaching ability. I'll just leave it at that. So, has LSU ever had a black no, head coach? Never. Okay. Never. So, and before people would it, assistants do not count because no, I'm saying the head. No, no, coach. because I, you'll get people who's but they have assistant coaches. When you're the head coach, you're the face. You're out there the entire time. That's what people see. And for people who hit me up, I can't believe you're race baiting. But guys, it's not race baiting. No, it's, it's okay. not at all because it's a different way of life this, down there. This, this is a part of a country that predominantly still flies the Confederate flag. So it's not. 
It's just a fact. It's just how it is. But if you're Tucker, I mean, if LSU comes with that sweetheart deal, you got to do it. But I look at what he's allowed to build at Michigan State. And the other part is, I mean, like it or not, people still see Michigan State as just a small-time program. There's no way he would pass up LSU for Michigan State is in people's minds. But when you really look at it every year, Evan, a lot of coaches stay at their jobs. You want to know why? Because the smaller schools in people's eyes still pay the same amount of money. Well, I mean, it's a the re, and it's a reason a lot of people stay in jobs too, is because you're afraid of what's next or what could be out there or what isn't out there, right? And it's just funny because I, I was thinking about this the other day. Imagine if the last Michigan State coach that was offered by LSU didn't go, how things would have turned out. I right. have no idea. But it turned out well for Nick Saban. Nick Saban is a different dude than Mel Tucker, even though Mel Tucker came from the Nick Saban School of Coaching. And I wonder what would go through his mind. Because right now, when I see Michigan State football from a national level, you know what it is? It's Mel Tucker. Right. Flat out, that's who we identify with now. Right. That's the face of their football team. All of his his monotone press conferences, but then coming through with you know the woodshed and the deep water and the way that his team embraces him. That speech that he gave after they beat Indiana, tough game, blah blah blah. And we got the platoon, the platoon, right. and it looks like he goes to spit in it or whatever. And those are the things that you look at when you see a coach that you're like, that's the right guy to lead my men. And I'm sure that they see that in LSU. Right. But is $2 million more enough to make him say? Because I know you said in the SEC it's tough. Well, it's tough in the Big Ten East right now, too. I mean, it's tough in the Big Ten East, but you really have Ohio State. That's Yes, that's that, the giant. That That's the giant, the other teams you can. and. And but I do think that it it's it comes across as arrogance when you look. I mean, even Michigan State had that same arrogance when, oh, we're going to get Luke Fickle. <laughs> There's no way Luke Fickle is going to want to stay in Cincinnati when he can come and coach at Michigan State. And Luke Fickle said, "You know what, guys, I'm good. Yeah, and and you know what, I'm and good at Cincinnati. And look what yeah. he's done. So right, top it's, five in the nation, undefeated. They beat the teams in front of them: Notre Dame and Indiana. And sometimes." What's meant to be will be meant to be, right? Right. So he didn't come, and, and it's no knock on Luke Fickle. It's that's Cincinnati's not a horrible job, but it's a comfortable job, right? Right. It's one of those, it really, I got something built here. I would have to go there and start all over. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to ride this thing, and then down the line, maybe I'll parlay this into something else. Now, Fickle ended up getting rewarded because now they're part of the Big 12, yeah. So now he's he goes from a group of five to a power five, and he didn't have to move. He didn't have to pack up his family. He's now a part of a big boy conference. Well, yeah, and then you think about what Cincinnati has gone through with their head coaches from Mark D'Antonio and Brian Kelly. I mean, these guys have always used Cincinnati as a stepping stone. Right. Fickle hasn't, and right. I applaud him for that. No, I think eventually he will. Sure. But if, it was like, you know, I, I but it's don't. it's got to be one of the top three jobs in America, right, to right. leave what the situations he's in. I mean, why would you leave that? You're in the discussion for the college football playoff. And you're Cincinnati, the Bearcats. Right. And now the thing is, if you're LSU, do you throw eight, nine million dollars to Tucker, who's had he's had a good year. Let's just call it what it is. But he still hasn't proven himself. He's had one good year. And and according to every Michigan fan that I know, he hasn't beaten anybody. But you know what? In the grand scheme of things, it is kind of true. 
we'll see what happens it's, at the end of this year. It's it's a it's a chance because as much as every state fan would love for him to go twelve and zero, eleven and one, you now have Purdue is now ranked. Yep. You got Michigan. Right I mean, Michigan. you got four out of your next five games are ranked teams. Yeah, you're only let up, I guess, is kind of Maryland. Is Maryland seen what they can do and when Maryland they're going? Can, and Maryland can score points, so you know you can't have that game like you did against Indiana. I think this would be a lot easier if there was a press conference or if MSU issued some type of a statement to say, okay, this is what's going on. As far as I know, calling up there, talking to people in the Scandalaris building, it's business as usual. Nobody's panicked. Nobody's freaked out. They're just like, hey, he's at practice. We're engaged. We're getting prepared for Michigan. And they're like, yeah, there's there's nothing like hanging over like, well, is he going to take it? It's like they're they're just like, it's business as usual up there. So I, I don't know. Well, and I'm sure that's going to be the first question on Monday and it should at be. the press conference. And I just I, I think not hearing anything is almost better. Because it's like he's not even no. worried about. It. He's not. No, that's it's actually worse because in the society we live in, where you know you need to know everything within 140 characters instantly. Let me know. Tell me something. Tell me something. It's we yell at the we yell at minute rice in the microwave because we needed to cook faster. No, and I understand that, but I just think sometimes it's almost like in radio. If you make a mistake, they tell you don't. Bring up your mistake. Right. Don't point but attention when, to but it. But when you got Jimbo Fisher, he came out. You got Dabo Sweeney. Oh, did they? I see. I had Dabo seen said, that. this is the only Death Valley I care about coaching in, and that was at Clemson. So it's like, okay, well, they're all denying it, and Tucker's not saying a word. So every day he says nothing is every day the speculation continues to grow and grow and grow. Now, yeah, I hadn't seen that they came out, so yeah, it does change my thought process. Now, here's that. the thing, it, and we've all seen We saw it with Tucker saying it and Doesn't changing your mind. Yeah. Nick Saban, yeah, he said he swore up and down. I did was, not meet with the so-and-so right. in New York. Well, you were in New Jersey, right? Right, <laughs> you were in New Jersey, and it was your agents, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you went to Connecticut, and you met with him. So, But he hasn't come out, and I think that the longer it goes, the more it's going to be that – is he taking it? Is he thinking about this? Is he considering it? Maybe he takes this thing and parlays it into more money at MSU. He's got $32 million uh, facilities being built the second the season ends. So I don't know. We're all waiting. But I would have, if, if this were like when, you know, Nick Saban left and went to the pros, LSU would be a good job. Or when, um, Les Miles left because he had just kind of wore out his welcome. A good job. I don't know if I could take the LSU me per, personally. I don't know if I could take the LSU job because you fired a guy a year after he won the title because during the pandemic year, when people opted out, they didn't win games. Like if any year didn't count, it was last year. Now right. last year counted to Alabama. They won the title. Counted to Ohio State. They wanted it. But last year, to most teams, was a gigantic spring practice. Yeah, it was six scrimmages that you had. Right. It was, hey, let's hope we win. But most fan bases didn't live and die off of last year. It was like, oh, wow, we won that. Like, look at State. Oh, we you get bombed by Rutgers, and then you beat Michigan. And then you get bombed by Indiana, and then you beat Northwestern. And then you get bombed by, like, all these different things. Like, you didn't know it wasn't real. But they took that real, and they fired this man. 
less than two years afterwards. That's why I come with the stability of I don't know if you're going to be allowed to grow. MSU, you can grow. LSU, you got to win. Yeah, I mean, what they've had three national title winning coaches in what the last fifteen years? Three of them. Imagine a school having three national title coaches and none of them are coaching there right now. That, that's absolutely wild. And but I mean, but like I said, one went to the NFL. Yes, I get that. Les Miles the, burned out, and then Ogeron was being a clown. Les, yeah, Les Miles kind of went that D'Antonio way of I refuse to change. So they fired him. But this one was... Sounds like Ogeron. Got that money, got a national title, well, and just went here's crazy. The thing. They, they never really cared for Ogeron. No, they didn't. And he was kind of forced he won into that, that title. job because yeah. he did well. Yeah. And they were like, all right, like, this is the guy, I guess. Yeah, I, I kind of look at it as, yeah, it's almost like when you hear people talk about uh, Kay McNamara, the quarterback at Michigan. He's a quarterback, but you really don't see people in saying, that's my guy. But he keeps winning, so you can't take him out. No, not at all. And then, like, and what do you say? Well, he's not good enough, and it's going to cost him when it comes down to it. And then you're like, but it really hasn't yet, which is weird. And I mean, what do you? What do you? What do you think? Do you think it's he's going to take the job if offered? I've also heard where people don't believe he's going to get offered the job formally unless he beats either. Ohio State, Penn State, or Michigan. Right. Um, I mean, if you're LSU, that's smart because... You want to see that they can do it against I mean, think boys. about this. You, you, It's like, you know, Scott Frost when he first got to Nebraska. And, you know, it's kind of like I think everybody's playing the waiting game. Nebraska locked him up to this extension where they can't fire him right now. No, not at all. Scott Frost would get like money. $20 million if they fired him. So... Well, it's almost like in the Big Ten right now, Mel Tucker's playing with a cheat code, but it was given to all the coaches. They just they opted not to use it. But he has such a leg up with the transfer portal, what he's done, because A, being the first to embrace it. I guess Shiano did it with Rutgers too, but to really embrace it and show that it works on the field, that's a cheat code. Mm-hmm. In LSU, I don't think you have that. Well, LSU, you got you know, you got a ton of SEC talent. So right, but if you're looking at a guy, you know Saban is, you know Kirby Smart is, right. you know Tennessee, is, you know you know all of them are. Where I feel like in the Big Ten, you can kind of snipe those players. Just you're yeah. mine. They're not looking at you. They're too worried about recruiting four and five stars. Right. That I'm going to go get your three star ass that was just playing. That's now a four star. Right. And I that's what I think is a cheat code. And I don't think in LSU, I know it's a bigger school, but kids are still going to look at it like. I don't know if I can play right away there. Yeah, I mean, but once again, you're going after five-star talent. You're going after the uh, That's Odell where it Beckham. changes. You're going after the Honey Badgers. You're going after those those types of kids. So there's talent down in the uh, SEC country. That's why Tucker's going and grabbing people out of LSU. Well, no, absolutely. I just think the competition is harder because I think in the Big Ten, there's really four oh, the, schools that separate themselves. Okay, in the Big Ten, let's be real, there's a school. It's Ohio State, yes, and it's everybody else. Now I know we like to say, "Well, what about Penn State? What about me?" No, they recruit nice, but it's, they don't recruit like Ohio State Ohio, does. If you, it's a fact. If you beat the Buckeyes, you're probably going to Indianapolis. Like, I, oh, at, absolutely. When Penn State went to Indianapolis, what did they do that year? They beat the Buckeyes. When Michigan State, the years that they've gone to Indy before it was leaders, and I mean when it was before it was leaders and legends, you had to beat Ohio State. 
to get to Indianapolis. Or if you didn't face them, you at least faced them in Indy. Right. So, know, and that's the crazy part. And I, I mean, but Wisconsin doesn't recruit heavy. I mean, they, they get great linemen, but they're not getting those skill position guys, and that's what wins you games. And I think with Michigan State, the way that he has being the face, like I said, he is the face. I mean, you walk into the Spartans uh, uh, bookstore, and there's all these Tuck coming T-shirts. Right. It's not about the Michigan State T-shirts. It's about the coach and buying in, and all the fan base loves him. I know some people want to say that they wanted him gone after the first game. I don't know what people are getting that from. No, there were some people that were angry because it was <laughs> like, really? We fired? Well, we didn't fire, but D'Antonio leaves. We're paying you five, $6 million, and you can't beat Rutgers. Well, sure, but those are the same people that are pissed that they just won 20 to 15. They're not I, realistic. No, no, I, I understand, but. That type of a crowd is the same type of crowd he's going to have to deal minus, I mean, times 10 at LSU. You come out there and you lose, you know, you come out and you lose to Tennessee and Ole Miss in year one. See ya. I'm not trying to hear. We're paying you a bunch of money. So it's it's basically it's a quality of life thing for him. That's And that's really what it is because the money, let's face it, MSU could probably come up with some money to match this. Absolutely. They could call up. You got a bunch of boosters. Hey, can we get an extra million dollars a year to keep Tucker around? Or let's work out some type of deal to make sure he sticks around. It comes down to, for him, what's the quality of life? What is it that he's looking for? You know, and we don't know about his kids here, how they embrace school here, how his wife likes it here. You know, do they want to live in Louisiana? I I know you said uh, yesterday on your show talking about, the moving costs alone sometimes aren't worth the raise. You know what right. I mean? Moving and uprooting everything. Well, that's right. It's the now. Granted, before once again, before people listen to this and take it too literally, the school will pay for his moving. I get it. It's the opportunity cost of picking up everything, picking a new house, checking it out, moving your stuff down there, enrolling your kids in the school, finding this, finding that, looking at this. And it's just like that takes time to do. And I also got to win at this program. So I just think that for a lot of people, it's Michigan State's a small-time program. And in the eyes of college football people, that it's how Michigan State, in all fairness, it's how Michigan State looked at Cincinnati and said, there's no way in the world Luke Fickle will turn us down. Absolutely. We'll walk in there, we'll sign a deal, and we'll have our coach. And Fickle thought about it. And said, "Now nah, I'm good here. Yeah. And I don't know. With the the fact that Tucker has not come out makes you think, I don't know, is he thinking about it? Are these real talks? Because LSU kind of did this wrong, in my opinion. If I'm LSU, I don't do this to the end of the year. I don't give you a chance, you know, I, I, I don't give you a chance to clean up your act and prove to your girl that all of a sudden you could be a better man and you could do better. I don't do that. And in the middle of the year, you kind of not only did you just disrupt your team, and USC did the same thing. Now you've kind of disrupted everybody else because even if I wanted to go there, in the middle of a seven and zero season, what am I going to do? Because if he decides he's going to go, if I'm Allen Holler, you can't finish the season here because you're no longer one of us. Your your eyes are in Baton Rouge now. Yeah. You're not in East Lansing. And there's no hard feelings, but you chose to leave. So, no, I now have to get an interim coach to take over a 7-0 and team. Yeah, and, it, well, it's even more odd that LSU's allowing Ogeron to finish out the season. 
And it's like, so if they run the table the rest of the year and the kids love them, you're still like, see ya, boss. Yeah. And it, it's just so, it's so weird. Right. If I, you're going to get rid of him, get rid of him. He's right. gone. No, no. If I'm going to get rid of him, right. But if if I want to get a coach, I'm going to wait till the end of the year. So then, therefore, if somebody leaves, you're not abandoning your program because here's the thing. Maybe Dabo does want the job. Maybe Jimbo Fisher does want the job. What do you expect me to say right now? Yeah, I can't do it right now, LSU. You understand right. we have games to play. Right. Five. Right. You know? It's like, and we have to play them. And, but Mel Tucker can't go to every coach and stop and burn a bridge. You can't do it, right? Because there's right. Right. Eventually there. he's got to put down roots because that's going to be the thing that gets used against you in recruiting. Like, well, you know you can go to LSU, but Jesus, he's going to be at LSU long enough. Now, yeah. I do think that eventually he wants to get to the NFL. I think that's his ultimate goal. Um, right. So it's like, okay, you go to LSU, you win a year, and now all of a sudden, knock, 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 it's the Cleveland Browns or it's the Detroit Lions. Hey, Tuck, you want to come coach the Lions? It, okay, so Feinbaum also said this on TV earlier, that he believes that LSU job is better than some NFL jobs. Do you agree with that? Because I don't. No. I think, but see that—that's the South. That's the SEC thinking that it's 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 all that, and I don't think that it's better than there's the NFL jobs. They're a different breed, man. Completely. I mean, there's yes, and there's way more pressure on those jobs right. than there is. I mean, look at Steve Wilkes with Arizona, one year, and they're like, "No, nah, this guy ain't it. He's right. gone." I mean, in the NFL, it's no, a business it's, now. Right, big business. Where it, it's a big business that you don't have the power as the coach. No, unless you're Urban Meyer, your your players make more than you. That guy you're yelling at, <clears throat> your salary is his taxes. Yeah, essentially, and and they don't have to listen to you. And you see it happen a lot with college coaches. Listen, Matt Rule with Carolina, I think, is the exception. But you see a lot of them where they don't. But see, I think Matt Rule in. works because Matt Rule wasn't around long enough to have an ego to say, my way is going to work, guys. Matt sure. Rule was smart enough to say, all right, what's, what's, you guys want to do it that way? All right, let's do it that way. All right, well, we got this McCaffrey kid. We're going to base it around him yeah. and then everything. And he works to his players. But I think that's an exception because you see the trouble Urban Meyer's having where that is an ego, absolutely. Yeah. But players don't want to buy in because he was just a college coach. Now, how funny would that be I mean, if Tucker leaves? <laughs> Oh, and Herb? And Urban comes to Michigan State. You want to see Ann Arbor go up in flames? Oh, you see all high am- honestly. I don't think Ohio <laughs> State would really care. I don't think they missed a beat. No, I, not Ryan Ohio. Mich- oh. No, I'm just saying Michigan would lose it. Oh, my God, would they? But honestly, I, I don't think he leaves. But if if he left, that's the first call I'm making. Oh, yeah. If Mel left? You know what? Screw it. You need Let's, that nine? I got you. Er, you know what? How about you come here? And I, I think at this point, now, if Urban came to Michigan State, I do think that it probably would be a stepping stone thing because he would look at it to maybe try and go somewhere else unless he just flat out dominated all the schools. But then again, with his ego, I mean, you know he did what? it with Ohio State. <clears throat> he dominated all the schools. Right. But I can take what's known as a lesser team and dominate the Buckeyes. Ryan Day, my, oh my God. the guy that I trained. Going to Ann Arbor, yeah, I'm still beating you, Ann Arbor, with a different team. Nothing's changed. I don't know. It's If you're MSU, it's the same thing that you had to go through with Tom Izzo. When you have a good coach, 
people are going to come after your hey, coach. It's a blessing. And you know what? The, the beauty of, like, for Michigan basketball with Juwan Howard, what helps that situation out, his kids are on the team. Oh, yeah. For so, the so next long four as, years, you're good. So long as his kids are on the team, people will ask, but he's coaching his kids. Now, if he didn't have any kids, it'd probably be a concern because the more success you have, the more people are looking at you, the more people want what you have. And I don't think he's going to leave for the NBA until Spolstra goes away. I think the Miami job is the one that he would take with being so familiar. See, I, don't, I don't think he's even interested so long as his kids are on the team. Well, I'm saying after that is what I'm saying. Right. because <clears throat> Now he's got one good kid and one so-so kid. Yeah, but I mean, and, and so be it. I mean, we remember watching Jordan Dumars on the end of Michigan's bench or right. South Florida, wherever he was going, or Michael Jordan's kids. They never lived up to being right. Michael Jordan's kids. And, I mean, it, it's interesting, but when you see Jawan and you see the emotion that he get, like, as much as I don't like that school and I don't like the fan base and I don't <clears> like <throat> the players, you see that he loves it there. Yeah, he does. And, and, but, and that's why I said I don't think you have to worry and add the fact that his kids are there. But Izzo was successful. He had three runs at the NBA. Oh, the Cavs seemed to call every time they lost a job. It was the Cavs. It was the Magic. And I, I think, mean, this guy and turned down the, the chance to coach LeBron James. Well, LeBron wasn't there yet. No, the, the second time. Or he was going. They were going to draft him. Wasn't that what it was? No, he would have he would have got the Cavs job right after the 2000 title, I think. So LeBron, I thought it was multiple. And anyway, he was off but many it was like, a time. Right, it was the Magic, and I think it was the uh, the, the the Timberwolves. Was the Ma- yes the Timberwolves for sure? Was the Magic the time? Oh no, Billy, where did Billy Donovan commit that he was going to coach? Was the Magic, and yeah. then he quit like two days later, yeah. went back to Florida. <laughs> so it's going to happen. It's something. If if Tucker stays next year, he wins. You're going to go through this all over again. Now it's up to him, and it's up to Michigan State. Now this is where Michigan State can step up to the big boy league and show, you know what? You're not going to push us around. We mean business. We're going to be here. This is where MSU can come in and say, "Hey, Tuck, here you go. Here's an extension to your contract. We're going to bump your money up. We're going to have this press conference. We're keeping you here." So it, it it does become an image type thing where MSU could take control of this instead of just kind of sitting back and, and, and waiting. Being reactive instead of proactive. Right. Do you think that they will pony up or do you think there's part of Michigan State that is almost the wait me game too? I want to see you do it against the big boys this year. Or is that almost <clears throat> unfair to him because of how much he has exceeded expectations this year? Nobody expected him to be 7 No, nobody expected him. I mean, even the people in the football building didn't expect this, and they'll admit it. Yeah, you know, I mean. Not, in, not with a microphone in their face, but they'll admit that. You yeah, saw it, nice things happening in spring. You and, saw, And, and I, could, I could easily see them stepping in there and, you know what, we'll, we'll bump you up an extra million a year. We'll throw in some stuff and incentives. Like I said, you got the facilities coming. You already got Nike in your back pocket. Right. It's like whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, it was like, okay, what else do you need? You know, we'll take you and make you a top ten paid coach. You won't be thirteenth, you'll be top ten. Well, you need a nice house in Traverse City right. for the yeah. summer? We got you, man. And you know what? We'll put a rider clause in your contract saying that you you always will have to be a top ten coach. So if somebody gets a raise, you got you are like Nick Saban has that in his contract that if somebody gets paid more than him? If somebody gets paid more than him, I think he gets paid like a dollar more. 
God, isn't that a power? Like he he automatically gets a raise. Oh, I love it. It's so, like the Oprah show, just continuing to go. He yeah. got a raise. You get a raise. Right. You so, get a raise. I mean, seriously, if Mel Tucker got ten million dollars, Nick Saban would get ten million dollars in one. I need to go talk to Jimmy about getting that in my contract. So Tom. that's so it's it's you, you can make him, but so this is kind of up to Michigan State to just you could quiet all of this stuff and come out instead of doing the whole. Well, we're just going to be quiet and we're going to work behind the scenes because it's. It's an optics. It's an image thing. It makes you seem like you're small potatoes when you could be doing great work behind the scenes, but you just don't tell anybody. Yeah. And that's why people are like, well, you don't care. You're, you're not saying anything. You should come out and say, hey, we're, uh, we're locking up coach for the next X amount of years. We de- we're doing this, and we're throwing on. Um, now, here's the, 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 the catch-22 of that when you throw that big-time buyout on there, and all of a sudden he goes bad. Now you're stuck with him. Mm-hmm. It's like Jimbo Fisher has zero buyout. The The AD at LSU was the one who came up with his contract when he was uh, the AD at Texas A&M. So he, know, he wrote the contract. He knows all the hidden back doors that he could walk in there and take his coach. Zero buyouts means, yeah, I can go anywhere I want. It's the same thing that Harbaugh has after this year. Yeah, I can go any place I want and I have to worry. Are you surprised he's not brought up in this at all? I, I'm I, not. I am not surprised. Because he's not brought up in any coaching searches anymore. No, like I said, but, you know, Tucker's young. He's, they see him as up younger and up and coming, where Harbaugh, yeah, you finally had success this year, but. I mean, kind of. Look at, right, it's one of those, just like Mel, like you haven't beaten anybody well, yet. And, with Michigan, we've seen the show before. Right, and, and, and his personality is a different type of personality. That would not work in LSU. You can't go from Ed Ogeron to Jim Harbaugh. Right. It you, just You can't have two weird guys back-to-back. Yeah. Are you disappointed that you haven't heard anything then? I'm not going to say mad, but are you or maybe even surprised? I'm more surprised because I thought, I mean, I know that they have the bye week, but it's like it, part of me is saying you you need to you need to treat this like big boy football. Well, because yeah, when and he, big boy football means okay, there's no press conference, but you know what? He comes out with a statement, or he puts something like Jim Irsay the, the on Twitter, the Colts owner, and just says, "Hey, I'm here, not going anywhere." Boom, boom, boom. Like he was at some event last I night. I saw that, but I didn't see anything. I thought I would see something from. Well, him. because Lansing Media is not going to ask him anything tough. So, yeah, this is one of those, hey, Mel, you got an opportunity here right now. You can kind of set the record straight. What's going on with you? Yeah, I thought when I started seeing pictures of him in that gray suit, and I was like, I bet somebody asked, and I didn't see anything. So no, like, I guess nobody asked. Because it's Lansing Media. And you're not trying to ruffle those feathers. I, we're here for a good cause. And then this is one of those, hey, we, you know what? We could either do this at the beginning of the night and get it over with, or by the end of the night when everybody's tired and drunk. But what are you doing? Well, I mean, and Monday should be all about talking about what does he dude, say? The, the first, team up the road. Is the that first, how he calls Michigan. Now? The first question, dude, uh, probably like the first three questions, unless they come out Monday and say, okay, like beforehand, before we even get started. Here's Monday is where I guess they can say that show that they're a big boy school. Before we get started, here's the deal. Here's his new contract. Here's what we worked out. He's going to be here. You know, thanks but no thanks. Take my name out of any consideration for any other job. Now, let's talk about that team down the road. Yes. Or, and, and that, but that's all Monday should be about, and it sucks that it won't be. Because well, how this, funny is that? That Monday's press conference, 
will have very little to do with Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. That's crazy. Think about that, Evan. It's wild. If I would have told you this at the beginning of the year, that you could have two 7-0 teams, and at the Monday press conference for MSU, nobody cares about the Michigan game. Yeah, I would have asked you why you're doing drugs at 9 o'clock in the morning. Right. That's what I would have asked. Right. But that I expect next week's press conference to have very little to do with the game. First four or five questions will be about this. Different ways to ask it. Like I said, unless they just come out and say, guys, I already know what you're thinking, and this is what we took care of during the week. Boom. Now, if you're Michigan State and you come to that press conference unprepared, then, yeah, it shows that you are still small-minded in the way you're handling this and you're being reactive instead of being proactive. Yeah, and I think uh, the new AD, I mean, this is really his time to shine. I right. mean, this is the first time that you really had to put on that AD jacket and and make moves and show that you're not just there, right? right? You're going to be like Hollis was. You're going to be proactive. You're going to be trying to change things, trying to be – uh, one step further than everybody else is, right? When right. they're thinking about that move, you've already made it. Right. And and that's what I really, really want to see. But at the end of the day, this is exciting because I would have never guessed that Mel Tucker would be up for one of the better college coaching jobs in all hey, of college if football. If you're a Spartan fan, man, embrace this. You know what this means? Your team's good. And that means, means people are noticing. Right. If people are noticing, that means recruits are noticing what's going on. This is what it comes with this. Yes. I, I said it on the show. Evan, you, you got the hot wife or the hot girlfriend. Guess what happens when you go to the bar? Guess what happens when you go out to dinner? She's going to get talked to. You're everybody look at her. Everybody's staring at yeah. her. Everybody's wondering, how did you get her? Mm-hmm. What's going on? And they're waiting for you to mess up to go pounce. Man, they're waiting for you to go to the bathroom yep. just so they can go and buy her a drink. And I'd say, hey, honey, tell them to buy two. Tell them to buy me one as well. They exactly. Can, they can buy you one, buy me one as well. But just remember I'm here. Right. But it, it, it then it comes down to how confident are you and what's your game like? Because you, you go every day is gonna be a battle to 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 fight off other people who are trying to come after. That's what's happening right now. And if he goes out there and he beats Michigan and he beats Purdue and you know he, he knocks off Penn State, then yeah, his stock is going to keep rising and rising, and rising. I'm going to ask a premature question, okay? Mm -hmm. This isn't the question of the week. That will be next. Michigan State goes to 8-0. They beat Michigan, right? Mm -hmm. Am I crazy to think that they can finish this season 11-1? Because if they beat Michigan, I'm confident they can beat Penn State. Yeah, well, Penn State minus Sean Clifford, yes. That's the thing. If, If Clifford is there... It becomes a little tougher, if, but no, I still if, don't put much into Penn State. It see the thing, the reason why I say they could beat Penn State because even by the time Clifford gets back, Penn State could be out of the Big Ten. That it makes no sense to. He's got hurt ribs. Yeah, there's no sense of putting him in there. And if you've already, if Penn State's already lost to Michigan, they've already lost to Ohio State. At this point, you're not going to any great bowl games. So, is he going to play in that final game? Because they play in the last game of the year at Spartan Stadium. Um, no, it's the Purdue. If they beat Michigan, it's the Purdue game that got interesting because you know George Karloftis, a guy that I think the Lions should take with that second first round pick. I, I mean, imagine that you put Kayvon, Kayvon Thibodeau and Karloftis on the same mm. opposite DNs. 
Now you got something to think about, Lions fans. That's who I would take. You start becoming like the San Francisco 49ers where you have a dominant D line and that can get you but really yeah, it's, far. It, it, that, that, that Purdue game just got a little more interesting and it's at Purdue. Um, they got a really good D line. So that means that, you know, it's going to be slim pickings for Walker just to kind of bust through there. So you got to see, can MSU come up with that different way of scoring? If you don't have the big plays and you don't have Walker running for 200 yards, how do you score? But I do think it's, it's you know, like I said, Maryland, I think that they it'll be, Maryland to me will kind of be like that Western Kentucky game. Where it's going to be a lot of scoring back and forth. Yeah, you can just you got to can, hope can you, you make sure Maryland only kicks field goals instead of scoring touchdowns? Ohio State, you become Western Kentucky. Yep, where you have to score touchdowns. You can't kick field goals to compete with the Buckeyes. You got to match them points for points. But the Penn State game, final final game of the year, it depends on the health and the ribs of 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 Clifford. If Penn State has already lost too many games. It would almost behoove you if you're James Franklin to let the younger QB go in there because that's your guy for next year. Well, I mean, we saw it with Michigan State last year. If they didn't play Peyton Thorne when they did, I don't think he would be as good as he is this year. Right, so yeah. And I don't even think he's hit his highest potential yet. No, no, he, he hasn't. I mean, he's he's audible. He plays like that second interception he threw, I found out, was an audible, but... He's got to see the field better. He can't just go out and think playground football, go deep yeah. every time. Well, it's not. And because he even said, yeah, if I would have waited, he's like, Reed became wide open and I could have hit him, but instead I went for the kill shot. And because it's been so easy and working for them, I understand why he's doing it, but you got to be able to serve, you know, hey, let's let's just move the chains. Let's pick up 10 more yards. We move the chains. We eat, especially in that situation in Indiana, eating the clock. If, if you could score, great. But you really want to eat the clock because you got the lead. You got the turnover. Let's bleed this thing down. If you kick a field goal, they would have to score a touchdown and score a two-point conversion. And instead, he went for the kill shot like they did in Miami. Yeah. Except for you under through. You and swirling winds, because everybody was there said it's why, you know, it's why Indiana's kicker missed that, you know, when at one end of the stadium the winds were really swirling. And if you know, that's why no one threw deep mm-hmm. and had successful deep passes in that game. Anything over fifteen yards, kinda the wind caught it. And I don't even know if you watched it, but if if you watch that Spartan all sports network, all network stuff, uh because it was uh, Strayhorn was telling me. He was like, man, in the kick that uh, that Coughlin kicked, that field goal, the 51, 52-yarder. Yeah, he had a 51 and 49. He was like, it went, 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 and then it died. And when you watch the Spartans all-network show from the side angle, I thought he was exaggerating. It did. It was going, 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 and then it just got hung up in the air, and it barely fell over the crossbar. It was it looked like it was good. Like, right, when you watch, watch it from that. that angle, no, when you saw it from the TV angle, it looked like it was no doubt. When you watch it from the side angle, that thing got hung up in the air right before the crossbar, and it literally just dropped out the sky, but it dropped just enough. If that was a 53-yard kick, he no doesn't good. make it. Yeah. So, with the wins like that, he's got to do better 
with his uh with his, with his play calling and selection and and his vision and, and try to and my God throw the ball to the tight end yeah I mean the tight ends if they're going to be up on Kenneth Walker the way that they did you saw Tyler Hunt wide open that space in the, if you're going to move your linebackers up to, to help stop the run that middle is going to be wide open it's open it ain't a sexy play but you know who it. That's the play that Wisconsin. That's a Wisconsin and a and an Iowa bread and butter type staple play, and and Penn State. Those three teams beat you because they just stick their tight end right there. Yep. Was it Gilsick? Gilsick? Yeah, that's not with the Dolphins. Yeah, that's how he did it. So that kid was amazing. All right, here's the question. I can't ask you next week. I want to ask it in advance of the Northwestern game. Who is starting for Michigan at quarterback when they play Michigan State? You think it's still Cade? Oh, it's still Cade. No doubt about it. Unless Cade gets hurt against Northwestern, it's Cade. Okay, the only reason I'm asking, because I imagine we'll see a lot more J.J. this week. You'll see a lot more J.J. <sighs> so it's not even a doubt in your mind? No. If okay. you, start, you, you can't start J.J. on the road at Michigan State. That's not fair to him. Right. Especially if you're not going to let him throw the ball. It, it it would just be I, – I would tee off on him. I would just th- – it's one of those games where you just – you know what, I'll take a couple late hits just to let this kid know that this is what we can do to you. Right. Early in the game, you know what, you guys get two late hits. I'll take two penalties. Hit them. Hit them hard. Make them count. And just know, let him know, this is going to be all day. I want him to quit, walk up the field and quit like Devin Gardner did. Right. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that that's that. You answer that one pretty easily. So yeah, it's he's not. They're not switching out quarterbacks. All right. So we'll have an instant reaction. Uh, Michigan Northwestern. I got to think that that's going to be a quick one because I think Michigan will make quick work out of that. And then uh, we'll be back next week for rivalry, you know, week. rivalry week. And unless we hear some more news on Mel Tucker, and if that's the case, we'll be back. Evan and I. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the Five Star Zone.